Hey, this is Joe Pardo, and you're Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And once again, I am bringing you a wonderful podcast guest, but also a fellow Dream Chaser. And I mean, not literally a Dream Chaser, but literally, he is a Dream Chaser. This is Joe Pardo. He's a New Jersey-based dreamer who has always believed that society starts with you and that to change society, you must first change how you think. So in early 2014, Joe actually decided to leave his family's $100 million business and pursue his own dreams. He founded the Motivational Dreamers podcast, how, and it's found at howtodream.co, and all these links, again, will be on the show notes, so don't bother trying to write it down. And he did that to build his platform around helping others pursue their dreams. So do you see what I'm saying, guys? He is literally another dream chaser. Joe and I kind of met at the podcast movement in 2015, and we've been friends since, kind of keeping in touch with each other, seeing how we've been doing. And he has a resume that will just, it, it shocked me, it may shock you. Um, I'm just going to read a few of these. More of this will be on the show notes page. But he's written two books. Two books, guys. One is entitled 31 Life-Changing Concepts, and the second is How to Dream Big and Win. Both great books. I've read them, own them, um, recommend them. And he has he started a podcast conference, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. He's launched a speaking career. He's coached tons of online entrepreneurs. He started an online business school. He's been on over 40 different podcast shows. He's released over 250 podcast episodes. He's teaching middle schoolers how to podcast. He's got a greeting card company. I mean... They, I, I don't even know. Joe's been doing so much. He probably has a cooking channel coming up or something. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. I, I got to ask him if he, if he does that. If so, I, I need to be the first in his school. Joe, how are you? Amy, I am doing fabulous. How about yourself? Let me tell you, I am so happy to have you on the show. We've been talking about this for a while, and finally the stars have aligned for you to come on and, and talk with us about what you are doing and let's let's recap our in, our meeting first real quick i yeah. met you at podcast movement i was talking to who was it kamanzi yes i was at kamanzi's and he was uh talking about his book uh stop chasing influencers yes, right it's a great book his, great it was a great book also check it out if you're looking to do any kind of online business it's wonderful guys also they have a kickstarter the links and stuff will be on the show notes um, I have that book as well. I believe, Joe, you do as well. It is. It's one of the few books that I've gotten to actually read in my life. And I'm talking to Kamanzi, and I have my signs. And I was getting people to hold the signs that says Chasing Dreams 
or I am a dream chaser. And I was talking to Kamanzi about this and you see these signs, I guess, right? Yes. So, yes. I was so, standing like right next to you at the time. All I remember is go hearing someone go, Hey, what's that? And I was like, in my head, I'm going, uh, excuse you. I was having a conversation. <laughs> That's all I could. Oh, my bad. No, 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 no. I, it was great because you were like, "Are you, this is awesome. You, and I was like, wait, really? I thought you were just mocking me. But no, you seriously were, were excited about this. Yeah. Well, you got to, you know, when you see people that, you know, are, are willing to do things that uh, other people, I guess, would maybe maybe mock or or it's sad that we go for that first. Right. Like, right. That would be because that would be my first impression, too, is like. Oh, somebody who thinks they're all like high and mighty and super powerful with their like internet billions or whatever is, <laughs> is like, what what the hell is this kid doing here with, with this sign? Right. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to curse. Um, but, you know, it looks like what it's not something I was expecting, especially at that conference where it is mostly people that are there to figure out how to make money. Right. It's, it's a big conference for entrepreneurs and podcasters, but definitely uh, business, business podcasts rule. Most definitely. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, we, we as as dreamers and as people who uh, find these these hobbies and passions like we want to try to make it, you know, that's like the pie in the sky goal is to be like if I could just like get paid to talk about like doctor who all the time all like all day every day or, or and, and i mean <laughs> sure. i'm not even i'm not even a doctor who fan but just something to that effect right because they're i know they're super passionate about their podcasts and and, and i'm pretty that. sure if you got paid to talk about disney all day you'd be you'd be good <sighs> yeah actually i you know at, over time i uh i think i would actually because originally i i was told i should have a disney podcast i mean you could see the disney influence behind me but uh, I always said, well, I would get bored with that, but honestly, I, I probably wouldn't now that I have gotten to a certain level of comf like comf comfortability, I don't know if that's really a word, but uh, talking about things, having my own opinion and then expressing them in a way that, you know, people follow them and, and you know, I, I enjoy helping people. So getting to help people through their Disney trips would be uh, one way that I would not mind doing uh podcasting at some point possibly maybe well i mean i i, I that was one of the things I, I learned about you is you're a big disney fan but you're also a big dreamer which is how we connected so dis despite my initial thoughts you were very very sincere and excited uh, i mean we took pictures joe's also one who held the sign of course and um we did it together i believe Oh yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we took a selfie. Uh, as I, I took many that week with, or or an ussy really, because I, I don't really take too many selfies, because uh, I try not to be narcissistic. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it, it's fun to to do it with groups of people because you know it, it gives a sense of uh, belonging for everybody that's there and and a memory that you can have, and you know you don't have to stop to ask somebody to take your picture and hope and hope that they don't run off with your phone that is a fear that some people have well if you're if your whole life's in your phone then it's a very big very real uh fear that i personally i've because i've had phones stolen from not not stolen like that but oh, I've i was had, gonna say in the past growing up like back in high school and stuff like i've had phones stolen right out of my locker oh wow that that's yeah sad, actually I've, 
out of gym, uh, gym locker. Yeah, it's horrible. Twice. It's like I had to go back to my dad and explain, like, why is my phone not there? Like, where did it go? <laughs> uh, it was stolen. It had no, I, it was out of my control. Yeah, it was it locked up. had nothing to do with it. You know, I can't, I can't control, like, I can't control somebody going out of their way to, like, look over my shoulder for my combination or something. Like, no, I, no. I tried, but, but you, you know, we do our best, but you, you can't always uh, do, do it. Thus is life, right? Yeah. There's some things we can't control, and well, a lot of things we can't control, and we just kind of have to let go and, like, let happen. That is very true, uh, you know, and and that's why it's like okay, so you, you you do what you can as far as 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 what you can control, you try to control, uh, and in my life, I I I've I've taken that to a <laughs> a whole nother level. I mean, I one of the things about me is I I don't I don't even drink because I don't like to not be in control of my situation or something like that. I don't know we're getting like way off topic, but, uh, <laughs> but the, okay, know, so it's so- just I. I, I'd like to I like to know what what's going on because I like to be in control of my situation. So you're right, but l- let me bring it back. We were talking about <laughs> the fact that we met each other at the conference, yes. right? And that mm-hmm. phones get stolen and stuff. But we took a selfie, and you were very um, you were very sincere, and you were the first person I've ever met that kind of lived what I've been kind of hoping people would understand that life is short. You have to dream. You have to just chase the dreams. And that we connected over that. And that was awesome to me. Yeah, a lot of people don't don't understand that. And that, that was something like even growing up uh, and, and, you know, DJing and wanting to DJ when really I could have probably just continued work, you know, invested that time in relaxing and, and all that. Like I always love creating and, and doing stuff and – uh you know, it's like, what, what can I, what can I do to like, so at the end of the day, I'm leaving this world on empty, you know, like everything I have inside of me gets out. So you've, you've always kind of had that belief that dreaming is important. Oh, definitely. Um, the only problem that I ran into was that, uh, I, I allowed my, my life, the path that I was on, um, which was, you know, go work for my family's business and, and eventually take over and all that. Like I allowed that to just kind of erode that because it was, you know, it wasn't easy, but it was the easy way, well, did, relatively speaking. Did the fact that it was, you know, your family business and, and maybe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, was it expected that you would kind of be a part of that? To some people, <laughs> you know, uh, the, one of the things that my, my grandparents told me, because I... I was about six years old, and I was on the on the floor at my grandparents' house. And it was my grandfather who started uh, the the biggest of the of the companies that make up that that enterprise. But um, you know, crying because I was the only boy in the family, and I and I felt like I was going to be expected to uh, you know take over the company. But that's not really what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was be a child psychologist to help other children going through divorce like I was uh, experiencing. So like six, seven years old. And they told me, you know, Joe, that, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. You can do whatever it is that you want as long as you do, you know, the best that you can at it. Then, then we're going to be proud and fine with it. Um, wow. So they, definitely, they supported definitely that. Definitely changed things for me. Oh, yeah. yeah they, so- they were... 
you know, it's it's funny too because I, I I've had conversations with my dad about this, and he's like, you know, that doesn't sound like your grandfather to me, and I'm like, well. Yeah, because he wasn't your grandfather. He was right. your dad. <laughs> right. He was your he was your dad. He was your parent. Exactly. <laughs> it's a different it's a different perspective that that I get than you did. And so you had that nurturing that um support, I guess, from a very early age. Uh yeah, from them I, I definitely did. Um, you know, because I was I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house growing up. So to me it was it, you know, it was super important and still is super important that they that they said what they said when they said it, um, and and even like to this day, it's it's funny how things you know. And I talk about this on my show and in my books and stuff. How you know how things come back around when when it comes to childhood dreams. Like, okay, did I become a child psychologist? No, I didn't. But I've you know I'm teaching kids in middle school uh, how to podcast. I'm not a teacher um, per se, like not like a licensed or. Right, um, you don't go to grade started, school and then teach like second grade. Right, yeah, and and honestly, I, I probably wouldn't want to. But my point is, is that combined with going and getting to speak at schools, is a huge part of like, you know, being able to multiply what what was inside of me growing up. Right. You know, into into talking to you know a hundred or two hundred kids can change lives like on a massive scale so it may not have been that you it may not have been what you envisioned at six years old but you're still getting the essence of what you were thinking about back then yep exactly exactly and that's uh, and i find that a lot with my show like with the guests i have on um it, it a lot of times it does come back around to like maybe it's not exactly what the you know as a kid we thought we would be doing but you know the essence when you break it down to like the like the very bit of like what we wanted to do which was help other kids right yeah. uh, you know it wasn't help other kids pay taxes and shuffle bills around and try to work really hard at marketing so i can get clients and all, like no no it was just it was just help kids and and now it's like okay that essence is coming in a different different way in my life uh like 20 plus years later it's funny how the experiences of our childhood of our teenage years kind of uh, they kind of mold us they kind of guide us and, and they show up at the funniest times well yeah because the the other half of that is you know getting to speak uh you know requires a skill that i didn't really have until I started DJing when I was about 17 years old, which is being able to get up in front of a bunch of people and, you know, do something that some people might see as embarrassing or too shy to do. So getting up and speaking in front of a bunch of people like that, you know, it takes time uh, to learn that kind of stuff. But it's something I, I had to, you know, endure through the process of becoming a DJ. I mean, so it's like it all kind of it all comes back together. And, and a lot of times if we if we ignore those things, if we just stay inside of the job that we're in, maybe we get to utilize some of that stuff. Because even even people that don't say quit their job and go figure out what they're going to do and, and do this awesome thing, um, even even like just their job in general, like what they end up going to school for and what they wind up doing a lot of times has some kind of roots to what they wanted to be as a kid. I mean, that's very true. A lot of people and a lot of the guests I've talked to on the show 
have said, you know, I may not be doing what I went to school for originally, or I may not be doing exactly what I thought I would be doing back then, but the things I learned from that process are still with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I think um, a lot of people, a lot of people are all or nothing, you know, they don't really grasp the fact that the skills you're learning is something and that's a part of it. And that's the important part. Whether the end result is what you expect or not is a different story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it you know, uh, sometimes you have to dig a lot deeper to figure it out. Um, you know, it's not always super apparent what, you know, it's like, oh, I wanted to be this as a kid and now I'm doing uh, this desk job or something. But uh, as a, a great example is my, my good friend Joy. Uh, she wanted to be an astronaut. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it because of a medical reason with being, you know, being in a flight suit and going hundreds and whatever, how many miles an hour it is. Um, she, she wasn't able to, to do it, but she works with the space program for NASA now launching satellites. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it, it it definitely has roots in in what she wants wanted to do growing up. Uh unfortunately, she just can't she just can't do that at least until they invent a different way for it to be. And maybe they will. That it's but very at possible. At least she's in the right area for that, right? I yep. Mean, if she was somewhere else, I don't know, uh doing something else, it might be a little bit harder for her to see that dream realized. Yep, definitely. So Joe, when you, so at an early age, you were good with this. You're, you understand dreams are important. They're your thing. You didn't leave your family's business though till early 2014. Yeah, it took me, um, it took me about two years of kicking and kicking it around in my own mind. Um, because it, you know, this is, you got. I mean, it, as as uh, my my new friend Matt Marr put it, uh, it, it, it's not all too dissimilar as to like coming out of the closet, if you will, uh, to to especially your your family or your dad, um, because you know it was expected that I was going to stay there and I was going to continue to be there, and uh, you know, I, like I was like, all right, what am I gonna do? Go back to school? All right, well let me let me figure that out. I hate school. I was never I never did well in it because I hated homework because I'm like I'm in school for like 8 hours a day. Why do I got to do another like 4 or 5 hours of homework? And it doesn't seem to be getting any better now that I'm having a daughter. I'm I'm getting I mean, I'm not getting panic attacks over it, but I'm like, "Oh god. I am not looking forward to these these teachers dumping tons and tons of homework on my daughter and then me <laughs> having to like help pick up the slack." No matter how easy it might be for me to do it now. Right. It's not neither here nor there. You're still going to have to do it. Yes. So that it took you a while to kind of come around to that fact? Yeah. I had some friends that, that were really like, you know, uh, one one friend in particular that was always like, oh, so when are you going back to school? Uh, because I, I, did go, I, did, I tried to go to college. Um, but, you know, to me it was like, well, it, it, I just didn't see the value in it because I, the plan was to stay where I was anyway. And, you know, having a degree wasn't going to make a difference. Um, so finally, when I worked up the nerve, I, I told my dad I was going to go back to school. And that was in 2013, August. 
Uh, I remember because it was the same night that I helped my friend pack up all of his stuff out of his house to move, to move to New York. Uh, and after I helped him pack up the truck, I went over to my dad's house to uh, go deliver the news. And it was uh, I don't I don't think he really believed it. Like because I don't I don't think he really thought like, oh, Joe's going to actually do this. Um, but I did. I went back to school. I uh, started taking some some night classes and what I found was was that I wasn't really learning a whole lot. And I didn't really – like I was going back for business administration because that's what I had started like forever ago. And fortunately for me, I just made the cutoff <laughs> of like my grades from back then. Oh, transferring still, over. Yeah, okay. still being valid um, at a commun- you know, on a community college level. But, you know, so I, I did it. Um, I went back for – uh, I don't know what, like four semesters, I think four or five semesters ultimately. But I, you know, I, I ultimately stopped going because I was like, this isn't a challenge. There, I'm getting like A's on everything that I do with the tests. There's no challenge here, and I'm gonna have to still go to school for like a lot, a lot, lot longer because I still had, I don't know, uh, probably, probably close to 15 classes left. You know, if you're only taking one or two a semester. <laughs> It's going to take a long time to knock that out. And then at the end of the day, what do I have? An associate's degree. Whoop-de-doo. That's not going to get me a job anywhere that, that I would even want. Not that I even really want a job. So I had to, I had to wrangle with that, right? Because I was, I was – and this is, here's the lesson that's coming up is I was hedging my bets on, well, I'm working towards you know, building my own you know, company and all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, like the the school stuff, even though I'm doing really well at it, it is taking up a, a bit of my time and energy, and I have to like recuperate, you know, in between, like that, you know, in between all the work that I'm doing during the day, and then going to, to to school at night, and then having to wake up in the morning and and still have to get the homework done or whatever, you know, it it, it just takes a lot of effort um to do it. So finally, I was like, you know. I'm just going to stop going and and I'm going to work towards making this this a reality cuz you know my associate's degree is not going to do me any good. I don't want a middle management job. So so figuring out what I wanted uh was really was really important. But going to school, I will say this. Going to those classes while you know I, I learned a little bit here and there. Um I learned a lot of terms for things that I didn't know the terms for before, but I had already experienced them. Being in in around in and around the business since I was little, you know, I made friends. I made I made friends with all of my teachers. Heck, we had we've had a couple of the teachers come to the house for parties. So, uh, so I you know it, it, I guess it did help in that sense. But overall, like it, I, to me for me for me it was not worth the time or the amount of money it was going to cost uh, to invest in it. And when you say that you were trying to figure out this did you figure it out or were you kind of on a rolling basis of all right i know i have an overall concept of what i want to do and then let's see what happens you know you don't always get to know uh exactly what it is i mean everybody yells business plan business plan and um you know sometimes it is good it depends on how how you work right it's it's, it's really up to you if you um if you need that kind of accountability because you can't like see it in your mind and you need to get it out on paper and 
and like work out a plan, that's that's great. And I hope that you you do that. And I hope that you stick to it. And I hope that 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 you that you know that that's what you need to make it work. Um, for me, it's tough because and I was just talking to a, a very good friend of mine over the weekend about this, uh, you know, as a because I, I come from an IT background. Computers is, is my world since I was mm-hmm. little. Um, coding and programming and stuff like that. Like while I'm not a programmer, um, it's probably something I should have kept doing because I probably would have would have excelled be- or could excel better at it. But at this point, I'm too far invested in wor- in the direction I'm heading to to like double back and be like, okay, and now I'm going to be a programmer. Right. Because um, you know, programming. If you don't know it, uh, you can learn it. But you need to use it every day, or you'll lose it, like a la- just like any other language you could learn. You know, in my mind, like I I can see things like two three steps out, and sometimes it's hard for me to explain it to people because, like, my mind's already like two three steps ahead in the conversation of like, like as if I had already explained it to you, you like explained those steps to you, but I didn't. So it's it's tough, and it's something I've had to work on for a long time now and and only gotten slightly better admittedly uh at the idea of like okay i need to slow down where's step one (laughs) okay where's step two and when i'm trying to explain to people because like in my mind like i already have the plan i already know where i want to head i know what i want yeah it all makes sense like everything like clicks together like a like a like a lock right like a the insides of a lock but when you're trying to explain it to somebody they're just like Mm-mm-mm. man this boy don't know what he's talking about and <laughs> and it's it, it's sad because it, it, it like it, it like in my head i i see it like i can I, I i see how it all works but it's hard sometimes for me to slow it down to to explain it not again not that people don't can't understand i just know i suck at explaining things it's something you worked on well, you know what's funny is is I, I was and this is totally off topic, but the other day I was actually looking up uh, the Chinese calendar, and I was looking. Up, I happened to, to come across my year, and it's funny because it actually hit on that the, the idea that that I'm bad at explaining things to people. Really? <laughs> yeah, as I I, I for whatever reason uh, I I can't even remember what I am off the top of my head at this point, but yeah, one of the one of the explanations was. That you're, you know, you're, you're, my year uh, is bad at, at explaining things. A short straw when it comes to like developers or, well, maybe not developers. If you, if you're like the everything person, you know, the developer, the, the funder, the marketer, the, well, you know, designer and stuff. You don't, you can't always be a hundred percent with everything. No, I know. I try. <laughs> I try really, really hard. Well, but, uh, I mean, look at you though. Better. Listen, you have, okay, let's talk about the number of different things you have going on. The books, speaking, uh, your coaching, your, did all of this come up organically or did you, do you have a plan that you kind of wanted to see this, this unroll the way it is? Um, so, so like when I came back to my dad, it was because, because even though I started going back to school in 2000 or I started going back to school in 2013. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up going to, um, I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'd be good at sports management. I don't have a degree in it, 
but you know, I'm 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 pretty good with numbers and people and and stuff like that. I was like, I, I think I I think I could have an eye for this. Okay. Uh, how do I get into it? Uh, I don't know. Well, let me let me do some research. I went to a networking event over in Philly uh, at one of the stadiums, actually, and <laughs> and I realized very quickly, and I had never been to a networking event that that they're awful. They're 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 really <laughs> awful. It's just, it's like it's like 150 people standing there with like seven people that those 150 people can talk to, like real like that's why they're there to talk. Um, and it's like they're like blah blah blah. This is so and so so and so so and so. Okay, now you're gonna have 45 minutes. Go. And it's like 150 people immediately turn to their left and like pin the seven people up against the wall, oh. waiting in line to get their like two seconds to talk to them. And I was like, wow, this is this is. Horrible! How is anybody supposed to get a job out of this? It's very awkward. It it, it is, and I talked to like I, I think three or four people. Um, but the last person I talked to, I, I became friends with. He was on my show, uh, Ryan. He he's uh, he's like second in command in the ECHL, which is like the Double A minor uh, hockey league. Okay. Um, if you're going by baseball league type standards, and and basically he he kind of put it to me. He's like, yeah, sports is great. He's like, I love it. He's like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I worked my butt off to get where I'm at, but he's like, it's not a great world for everybody. <laughs> you know, when grandma's sick, you can't just you know be by her side because it's game day and you got to go. Like, oh wow, game day is like. I mean, that's a reality we don't really see. Do is it? Not well. I mean, some pe- some people do. I mean, hey, those people are some of those people are getting paid very handsomely. But it's like, at what cost is is it worth? You know, is it worth not being able to like take one game day off because grandma might be passing away soon? <laughs> you know, but I guess a part of that is is it, it depends on what le- you know what league or you, you know you went into. Like if it was football, there's only 16 games a season. You can't miss one. You know, but you're missing a high percentage if that's the case. This is true. So did that make it make you see that sports management wasn't really for you? Yeah, it made me realize that I was like, yeah, that's that's not for me. And and I got a good, a great friend out of the deal. So you know, I, it worked out. It worked out for me. Uh, to go and and that's you know something that I I really encourage people to do is at least you know try something like I went there I didn't you know I, I've never done anything in sports and then I also I also what I learned was the way that you get promoted in sports is you sell tickets you start in the sales department which I am not a big fan of sales to begin with uh, and work your way up through you know selling tickets to make it up the ranks. And and that's like oh so that's that's where it comes from. Is how many tickets can you sell? I'm like oh yeah okay well hey at least I went. I found out that I what I didn't want and what I didn't like about it, and then I was able to move on to something else. But sometimes people get stuck on that whole like well last week you were like I'm going to go do sports management, and now this week you're not, and you're going to go do something else. It's like yeah, but I I actually took the initiative, went somewhere, made a friend. Uh, and found out the truth about what I don't want to be in, you know? So it's not what I found what I wanted to be in. I found what I didn't want to be in. Right, so it's not a loss of any sort. I mean, you did learn something. No, and I got to see a a really bad Sixers game. So, you know. (laughs) I cannot comment on Philly sports. I live here now. I I will not comment (laughs) on Philly sports. Uh, So how did these books come out? 
So, uh, the like, so oh, well, I guess the to, to to actually answer your last question, uh, coming back to it, uh, I realized when when I found out about podcasting, like I knew about podcasting, but there was only one podcast I listened to. Um, and shout out to WDW Today, which is now under new management. Uh, it's sad because you know those guys kind of really set me up, and and kind of was a was was a way of giving permission for it to be okay to like go to Disney World by yourself without a family or or friends or, or like you're gonna ha- like I have friends down there now and that's why I go. But anyway, I went to uh, I went to my dad and was like, look, there's this guy and and I'm gonna start this podcast and the guy I'm talking about is of course John Lee Dumas. And uh, you know, he look at how much money he's making from podcasting and uh, so it's, it's really like a booming thing. And my dad's like, well, how do you, you know, how are you going to make money from a free thing? And I was like, well, you know, you use it to write books and you get sponsorships and there's like all these different ways of going about making money with it. And about two months two like maybe, yeah, probably like two months in three months in, I've realized, okay, um, the sponsorship money isn't going to just come rolling in just cause I have a show. <laughs> So so it's like okay, what what do I what do I do now? Okay, well let's see. I um, I I can do all those other things that everybody else is doing to make money. I can write you know go on the path of writing books. I can go on the path of speaking. I can go on the path of uh, starting up uh, an online school to teach people how to podcast and people how to how to do business and stuff like that. And I was like okay, so I started like. All this was in my head, but it wasn't like on paper. There was no like business plan. And I can remember being at a, a very good friend of mine's house and he's like, well, what's your business plan? Where is it at? You need one because you can't do any of this stuff if you're not going to have a business plan. And I was like, I have one book. Like, I don't need, I don't need like a whole, like, I don't need. A- That's more than a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my point is, it's not like I was making buku dollars off this book. That was like, oh man, I better like incorporate myself tomorrow so that I can get tax benefits and whatever, whatever, you know? Did it just get too serious too soon? No, 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 no. Cause I, I honestly, I, I still actually, this one of the things I have to do this year is incorporate myself. So, and that was in August of 2014. So, uh, or September, August, September of, I think it was, yeah, I think it was like beginning of September in 2014. But, um, yeah, so it's like I don't I, I I knew then that I didn't need to do all that stuff just yet because I only had one book. Like right. I wasn't making a, a ton of money or or uh, sponsorships. In fact, my my dreamers podcast to this day is still goes unsponsored. Um, part partly by reason and partly because sponsorships can be a headache. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. They they really they they can be. Um, though with that said, there is actually one one company that I might get to I might hook up with that I'm really uh, excited about the products that they're they're coming coming out with. So that that might be changing soon. That's exciting. Yeah yeah yeah. But I, I'm but it's because I feel it right. Like I, you know I have other shows that have well I have one other show that has sponsorship, but it's. It's it's niched in the Disney niche, so finding sponsorships for that show is a lot easier than finding sponsorships for a show that's about anybody who has a dream and and is doing it. Right. It it yeah. 
Hey, I understand it's, that. It's life. all about focus at that point, right? Yeah. I oh yeah. No, that. I know. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so are you right now, are you just kind of figuring out what you're enjoying and kind of doing that and not yeah, necessarily yeah. worrying about other things? Um, I mean, you know, like right now, like I, I run six, six shows, like you said, and it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, sometimes to make that to make that balance right with with work with doing things that like actively make money uh, things that could potentially make money and then there's the shows but like the thing I, again the thing I love about Dreamers podcast is it adds authenticity to everything else I do because it's not like some overly big complicated thing with a bunch of sponsors and you know it's not too commercialized if you will. Yeah. Um, as of right now, it's not commercialized at all. So, uh, and and for the most part, with with the exception of this one sponsor that I might I might work with in the future, I don't I don't want it to be, and I don't necessarily need it to be because it ties in with my speaking career, mm-hmm. right? So, like getting to talk to kids about pursuing their dreams is great, and then feeding them back into a show um, is wonderful, you know. It, it, it it's really great uh and then it also you know the books tie into the speaking career the you know the podcast conference ties into my online business school teaching people how to podcast uh and so does you know they so does my speaking career because i get to get this you know have some level of speaking at that as well so and and making connections and all that stuff so Everything I do is is coming together, and I, and there's some people in my life that are finally just getting it. Even though the money isn't like pouring in, uh, it's it's coming in, and it's it's starting. It's like it's like starting up now. And and the way I explain it is, look, if I went to school, right, and and I think this is super important for especially for people who are like I'm looking to like quit my job or something to that effect, and do this other thing. Mm-hmm. If you go to school and you go to your, your parents or, or your friends or whatever um, and you're going to school and you left your job to go to school full time, the first question that they won't ask you is how much money did you make? That's true. Because you're in school, right? That makes perfect sense. Why would you make money? Because you're in school. Unless you know you had to work a part-time job, or you know, there's always going to be those types of um, situations. But if you left a job to go to school full time, the first question that they wouldn't ask would not ask is how much money have you made going to school. So it always <laughs> it always grinds my gears whenever somebody would say, "Joe, how much money have you made so far?" And I'd be like, "Well, I don't know." Now, with that said. I don't want people uh, – it's really important because I, I, I had this whole problem through 2015. And I, I know this is like right in the beginning of 2016. So try not to have this problem if, if you're looking uh, or are working on trying to get out of your, your job. Uh, don't treadmill on zero. And by what I mean or what I mean by that is just because, you know, when we look at these numbers and we're like, oh, man, I'm not making – a hundred thousand dollars a year doing what I'm doing, or even fifty thousand dollars. Don't you know? Don't let it get to you that oh, I must be making nothing then. 
so then you're you're on this this idea of like you're constantly just making zero dollars on all the hours that you're investing. You know, right, that you're time. almost wasting your time. Exactly. So and I and I and I did. I felt like, oh man, I'm just like treadmilling on zero here. Like every time someone asks me how much money I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, at the end of the year, I look back and I'm at twelve grand. And it's like, okay, well, that was a thousand dollars a month. Well, hell, I only need, you know, uh, like two two grand more a month and I can be sustainable for what I'm doing at least. Right. For what you're happy with. Yeah. For I mean, I don't need big cars. I don't even want big cars or any of that crap. I mean, you know, maybe a new phone every year, but that's imp- <laughs> that's what's important to me. And that's $600, not $600 a month. <laughs> it's a know? valid point. It's a valid point. So it seems like everything you have going on has stemmed for something that you've enjoyed and is now coming together with each other. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, look, I'm not trying to paint a picture of like tons of money here, but but I will say this, it's you know, it is tough. Um you know, and one of the biggest the hardest decision I had to make was leaving a, a company that it's like everything I have is because of that company. Like ev- like everything. I mean, I made money at DJing or whatever, but let's That was let's your that was your main income. Yeah, that that was DJing was not my. In fact, a lot of times I was DJing for nothing at bars and stuff like that. Co- coincidentally, down in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So it's like you, you, you. It can be tough to make those decisions when it's like, man, where where am I going to make, you know, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, that it doesn't happen by accident, especially like if you're in my case where it's like, hey, I don't have IT certification, but I have 23 years of working with computers since I was six years old working with computers. Um, Yeah, it's it's not traditional. It's no, it's not. And there's a lot of people like me. And you know what? And and there's been plenty of people that have told me, Joe, why don't you just start up like an IT business or something? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. No, because I don't want to have to wake up at two in the morning because a computer decides to stop doing what it's built to do. It's not what makes you happy. I mean, Heck no, I hate computers. <laughs> I mean, I, I use them all day, like way more than I should. And I, I, I'm very skilled at utilizing them uh, and, and maintaining them and stuff. But I hate them because they never do what you're supposed to do when it's for someone else. Well, Joe, <laughs> before we before we get to the your corner portion I think the biggest question is, are you happy with how things are going right now? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I think, um, you know, I, I just spent a lot of time uh, at a mentor's house um, when I was in Florida for that. For that, I don't know if we mentioned I, I just did a marathon, but um, when I was in Florida. And, you know, he, he, he showed me so many things that, like, it's it's so it's gonna it's saving me so much time now. Like it's only been two days since I've been back, mm-hmm. and I've and I've saved countless hours and frustration because of what he what he was you know willing to show me over the course of three days. Well, that's um, great. Yeah. So I you know and, and a lot of people ask me like oh well you know how's your wife about it you know you left your job and you're home all day and she's going to work and and she's a, she's a preschool teacher. Um, you know, she's way happier uh, now than she she was when I worked for my my uh, family, because I'm happier 
than when I worked for my family. And that's the important part. I think, I think we get so bogged down with um, the, what, what is traditional, what is expected, how to make money, that we forget how to be happy. You know, and you're, you're making it work. We're, we're getting there. I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of bumps along the way. You know, I, I've had to still work, uh, do work for my dad as far as like managing the IT side of things. So I had, you know, because I didn't have a runway. I mean, everything I have was tied into the business. Like I said, if, if it wasn't for these businesses, that I, ha- I wouldn't have anything. Right. So, uh, so you know, so I've, I've had to, you know, leverage that uh, and utilize that time and, and build a runway basically as I, as I go, which is not ideal. Please, please, please save up money and do your thing if you're going to do that. Um, don't, don't take the path that the mistake that I have because you know what the, the amount of stress that has come from that I'd much rather have a, a secured highway or runway um, even if it was shorter than than longer but uh, I will say this the you know if you're you're looking to do something different with your life and and you're like all right I'm ready to leave this job and it's you know whether it's to go back to school or, or not go back to school uh, you know it's really it, it, it's really important that you get your resume together, not in the sense of like, I need to put a, a real resume to submit the jobs. You know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure when I was getting started was, look, I know I could, you know, put together a school. Like I know WordPress, <clears throat> I know how to build websites and stuff like that, server administration, all that. But the thing is, is I wanted to, 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 you know, to not just say I'm an expert. I wanted to be, and, and now I, I call myself a professional um, because professionals learn. Experts know everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything, but I'm a professional because like professional baseball players and professional football players and professional anyone, they go and they do things to get better. They train, they uh, learn, they they take, you know, classes or or whatever. So, I wanted to have a, my own resume built in this field of basically being Joe Pardo. That's that's the goal. That that's like that's the ultimate vision to be able to do what I want when I want, take uh, take what jobs I want, and not have to like you know sacrifice too much time away from my family for things that I don't really want to do. And Obviously, it, we all have to make sacrifices from time to time, but right, you know, but th- this is like the this is the ideal the idealist the, here. The overall, but I, I think you you found a way to do that. You're happy with what you're doing. You're doing things you love, and it sounds like the experiences that you're having are leading you to, you know, other successes. And I'm so excited to see the different things you have going on. Your new business school, the your dream platform that you have going on. Um, you just so many things that you get. You, you're doing well and you're happy. You you and Melissa are over the moon and it's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's important. You need to be happy because if you're not happy, you're just going to come home and you're going to yell for like 20 minutes and that yelling and while not maybe at your spouse or partner or whatever, uh may not be at them. <laughs> it's not good for them and it's definitely not good for you as I have experienced for many 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 years leading up to uh finally just just leaving but see that is the key you 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 
you made the decision and you made it work. Yeah, and well, we have, and we've been. And you're still making, been it, making work. it work. Making it work. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a process. It's a process. It is. It is. But we'll look back, and it'll be, you know, it's, I, I I use the term, uh, you know, turning dreams into memories, and uh, it, this is all just going to be a memory at some point. And I think it's also important to note that, like, I work a lot of hours to make this happen. Way more hours than I was working before. Uh, so when I say I didn't train for a marathon. I, I mean, I did a little bit this time, but last year I didn't. Um, you, you know, when the longest run is eight miles on an elliptical, and that was one run out of, you know, five or six that I did to, to prepare, you know, it's, it's time. Time I need to spend on on getting all my, my pieces together. For sure, but it's coming together. It is. It is. And, and this year, I mean, with, with, with our baby on the way, uh, it's going to be even more exciting. Uh, you know, people, people keep telling me, Joe, you know, you're going you're gonna to be missing a lot of sleep. And I'm like, dude, I only sleep like four to five hours most <laughs> nights anyway because I just, I, I just can't. You, uh, you'll be a natural. It, it, it'll I, be good. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be fine. I think I'll, I'll do fine. I'm, I'm pretty used to this uh, at this point. Um, I just you just do what you got to do for whatever, however long, and and it's also important to note that if um, I don't mind working, like I kind of I, I really enjoy it, especially if I'm enjoying the work that I'm putting out and doing. So it doesn't matter how successful or or how much money I was to make, or or if like hey, I only have to work like two hours a day for like ever. Um, I. I would still do it. Like I would still want to work and and get, could, you know come up with new projects. Like I have a project this year. Uh, I want to do uh, a party card game and kickstart it because that's something I want to add to my school and I want to be able to do more than just a how to, like how to set up a Kickstarter. Right. Um, I want to actually you know knock it out of the park. And while <sighs> January is already half over. Um, I, I think once I get some things rolling from my conference, I think I'm going to start turning my attention more to the game and working on getting that kickstarted. Well, we are excited to hear about this. I can't wait to see what kind of party game you have going on. So, Joe, before we uh, wrap up, what is one piece of advice, a quote, a resource, or whatever under the sun that you would give to another Dream Chaser? So one of, one of the things that my... Uh, my dad was passed down from my grandfather and great grandfather was that a uh, a hard deal is a is a bad deal, and <laughs> you know in in my case the hard deal was putting up with uh, a situation that I was no longer I could no longer tolerate um, without screaming like every night. So it's you know it's important for you to to figure out what's what's you know, what really drives you, what's really inside of you that, that you've had since probably since you were little or, or at least a, a teenager at the latest and, and figure out what that is and break it down so that you can make, start making good deals for your life. And, uh, I know that sounds really lofty, but it's, it's not, you can, um, you just have to make the right decisions. And and sometimes we've already, you know, maybe in life we've already been dealt really tough hands, uh, whether it's from our own mistakes or our own choices uh, in the past or, or not. But, you know, it, it really isn't too late to, to start to make even just small changes 
to work towards what it is that you want your goal to be. And even if that's just doing, you know, starting with just a Google search to figure out, you know, what is it that I'm going to do or can do with my life that would be different to put myself in a different light in a different um, and put it in a different perspective. I love that. I think that's a, a great piece of advice that um, everyone should keep in mind. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for coming on the show and, and sharing your story and the way you've kind of become happy, you know, and figured out what you wanted to do. And we appreciate that from one dreamer to another. I thank you. Well, thank you, Amy. I, I really appreciate you and I appreciate the show and I appreciate the fact that there is other people out there that want to do things like this and talk about, you know, dreams and you know, what's, what's really important to them. Um, because it's not the same for everybody. Right. That's it, very it, true. You know, and, and, and I, and I, the other, the last thing I want to, uh, I got to commend you on is taking the road. That's a way harder road than utilizing something that people already know and love, like taking a, a niche and say, I'm going to have a show about this niche that people already identify with and talk about it. So it's it's tough. It's it's a long, hard road, uh, <laughs> but it's really, really rewarding. And, you know, you, I, you get to do things like, like I said, go. I just did the marathon. Like there was a lo- plenty of people on the course that was like, hey, I love your show. Oh, it's Joe. Like stuff like that. And it, I mean, it's, you know, hey, I'm not making any money, but or at least with that specific show. But it that part of it's really rewarding and getting to help people and getting to uh to be a part of their lives, you know, like when, you know, one of the, one of the ma- ma- most magical things that I, I've experienced, um, and there's been quite a few in, in the last year and a half, one of them was the enjoyment of knowing that people downloaded my show on Christmas. Like, wow, I didn't even really people think about that. People went out of their way to listen to my, or even Thanksgiving, uh, you know, went out of their way to download and listen to me and my guests, uh, on 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 a holiday like that, you know, it's just like, geez, like the, the people just don't take a day off, I guess. No, but that's that's a high praise. Yeah, it is, it, and I and it doesn't matter if it's five people or or a thousand people. It, you know, somebody's taking that time on on a day that most people are very set in what they have to get done in a day. Right. I know I am with like four four to five houses in one day. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. And that was my fellow dream chaser, Joe Pardo. I hope you guys enjoyed our talk. Please take what he said to heart. It's not too late to start making small changes towards your dreams. To find out more about Joe and find out how you can connect with him, as well as all the links mentioned in the show today, go to chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 25. That's episode 2-5. Until next time, guys, make those small changes and keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's aimeej J two one. Be sure to visit headquarters over at 
ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.